On this uh, White Sunday, we are celebrating the children, and it is this tradition that came over initially in Samoa from the missionaries, really in celebrating the children. We receive from God today this gospel. It wasn't planned, it just happens to coincide And this gospel is a challenging gospel. It is a gospel that is asking us, you know, what are we leaving for our children? What heritage are we leaving for our children? What do we wish for them? And it is a very important question to come back because the things that you build up on this earth are what you will leave for your children. The funny thing, though, is that this gospel is going to speak to us a lot about money, about the building up of treasures in the, on this earth. And you may or may not have heard me preach on this before. I think my very first homily here happened to be on a gospel similar to this. So, I really want to emphasize the importance of not just categorizing our life. Meaning, I go to Sunday, and that's all I do. I leave God for the times at Mass, and I don't allow God to enter into every part of my life. For if we want to leave something for our children, it should be something far more than money. Sure, it's good to not leave them dirt poor with no house, no roof over their head, no education. That much is obvious. But there needs to be something far greater that we leave our children. And it is seen in that first reading when it says that we have to search for wisdom, the wisdom of God, how to place our intelligence entirely at the service of love, how to place our intelligence entirely at the service of God. And as a priest, though, there's something that I've always found difficult to preach on, so I usually attack it head-on because it's hard to speak about it in a homily, and that is money. Our fear as priests is that the moment that we start speaking about money, people will grab their wallets to protect them. And it's the last thing in the world I would want you to think. And if ever you thought that we're really after your money and not your soul, then don't give us any money. That's fine. I mean, we need it, don't get me wrong. (laughs) But nevertheless, I don't want you to think that that's what we want. But if we don't speak about money directly, I'm afraid we might lose our souls. Money is in everything we do. The fact I'm talking to you right now implies a microphone and a speaker and electricity implies money. The fact that you're sitting in front of me and wearing clothing implies money. Everything implies money. 
How does God enter into that? We often speak about the high points, how God should enter into love. And my prayer life, that's the very heights. That's where we all want to go, you know? But we don't speak about the base. The most fundamental aspect, often, of our life is the physical world. And it is, therefore, our relationship with it and money. How does God enter into money? God has to enter into the bank account. He does. I heard a lot of times in the U.S., and I heard it, it's come here too, a lot of times in the church we'll say, we need time, treasure, and what's the third, if you remember? Talent. Time, three T's. Time, treasure, and talent. And I, I didn't like that, because it's like, of course we want your time. Of course we want your talent. We want your whole soul, your life, everything to be given to God. That's a given. But often when you hear time and treasure, time and talent, I'll give that and not money. But if God doesn't enter into money, then he's not entering into your life. It's funny, that reaction that I would have is to right now grab onto my wallet and hold. And it was when I realized that that I found out what I want to preach on. How money destroys the soul is by fear. Fear of not having enough. Fear of not being able to make it tomorrow. That fear makes me want to control And if I don't have the money, I can go through a nervous breakdown. I run around saying, how am I going to survive? How am I going to survive? But you notice the whole time, I'm not making acts of faith. I'm not saying, I trust in you, God, that somehow it will all work out. I'm saying, I trust in my wallet and that I don't have it. And it's funny, because this kind of fear leads to holding on to the material world, compartmentalizing my life, so that, okay, I have my budget, finances over here, and God over there. And the two shall never meet. And how do we allow the two to meet? By learning how to give. And once again, if you ever suspect that the church is money hungry, don't give it to us. Okay? I'm not interested in that then. Don't give it. I'm interested in you learning how to give though. I am. I'm interested in you learning how to give. And somehow, I'm afraid that just giving to your children and your family is not enough. Because family is just an extension of self. Your children are the extension of you. You have to learn how to give until it hurts. Because the funny thing is that if you don't give until it hurts, as Mother Teresa used to say, what happens? You give from your surplus. You give from, I don't know, all that you already have. And you don't learn to say, 
God, I put you first. God, I trust in you above all. Instead, you say, I trust only in my human prudence. Now, obviously, we would never want you to be wasteful. We have to learn how to give intelligently. We give in areas that will help and construct things. Obviously. And obviously, we would not want you to just give away everything, because you have to maintain something for your children. But we have to come back to that. What do we want to leave our children? If we leave them only money, or first of all money, it will corrupt them. It will not be good for them. But if we leave for them a witness that there is someone else that's in control, then we're leaving for them the heritage that God asks, the gold that will be kept in heaven. My sister once shared with me how every month when her children were young, she would have them go through the house and pick something that they liked to give away, to give to the poor. So when they were three years old, they had to give up a toy. They had to give up something to give it to the poor. And finding the way in your family to ingrain into us that the worrying and fear about money will not come first. Because if I'm first of all afraid of not having enough money, it means I love money before God. It means money is more loved. And so I have to actually put into action the reality that I say something else comes before me. And then we fall into a trap and saying, I'm barely making it by. And so what am I going to give, Father? And I would beg to differ. If I have one TV, I'm always going to be jealous of those who don't have, who have two TVs. If I have two TVs, I will always be jealous of those that have three TVs. And I will always be jealous of the family that has three cars instead of two cars. I will always want more. And all the studies in psychology up to date that I've seen all show that once you reach, well, in the U.S. it would be 16000 a year, which is poverty line. Here, I believe it's a little bit higher, twenty-five or thirty a year. Once you reach that, all the way up to about 300000 a year, there is no difference in quality of life, or happiness, rather. There is no difference in happiness in your life. People get just as depressed in that entire range. And when you go higher, it gets harder. So, if you tell me that you don't have enough to learn how to give then I would tell you, talk with any accountant and you'll find that the poor know how to give better than the rich. It's the poor that usually are the most giving because they don't have enough to get attached to, maybe. Whatever it may be. But summing it up, 
Let us really take a time to reflect on how we could put first things first and maintain it first throughout our entire life. How can we keep the trust in God first? If it's, you know, food that's my temptation all the time, I would say learn how to fast. If it's fear of money, of not having enough, I would say learn how to give. If whatever it may be is hitting me, I have to fight it actively because my soul is worth far more than anything else. And it is that heritage, this spiritual heritage of putting first things first that we want to leave for our children. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.